What's up, boss gang? It's your girl, Tanisha Bynum, checking in on Queen Talk, you guys. Like I told you guys on the morning show's first episode, I heard it's tax time. So today, I took the time out to interview a tax professional. Her name is Miss Constance Daniels. You guys, she is, yes, we're doing a question and answer. So I got the questions. She got the answers. So you guys, let's get into it. Okay, so hi, Constance. Tell us about the Child Independent Care Tax Credit. So the Child Independent Care Tax Credit, you guys, is a credit that has always been there to help reduce the taxable liability as well. However, that also has become completely refundable. That credit is refundable up to 50% of the amount paid based on the taxpayer's income, okay? Um, And that does cap off at $8,000 per child. Now, first of all, let me say it is child and dependent care. So if you pay someone to see for your, see about your elderly parent, um, or your infant child, you can actually receive this money um, back on your refund. And that's a big one, guys, because that's up to $4,000 per child or per dependent. Please be very, very careful with this credit, you guys. So if you're not actually getting a form from a daycare and you're actually paying an individual, such as your grandmother, your aunt, a friend, um, so forth and so on. If you're claiming this credit on your tax return, that individual has to claim that income on their tax return and pay the taxes on the income received. Um, definitely a great credit, but definitely one you guys want to be very, very careful with, okay? Okay, you guys. So, yes, make sure if you pay Auntie Momo or Granny J that Granny J said that she was a babysitter. That's what she mean, you guys. Yeah. Yes, okay. Guys, and, and to- I'm sorry, Tanisha, but it's very important important that they understand that if if they're claiming that grandmama was paid $16,000 for seeing about the two babies. And then granny better say she made 16,000 last year too, you guys. If granny's on disability, you're going to, you're going to mess up her check. So please be very, very, very careful um, with claiming that credit, okay? Um, make sure that it's legitimate and self-employment tax is added to that income because that person okay, would- Okay, go into that. Go into that, Constance. Go ahead and talk to them about self-employment and entrepreneurship and all of those sole proprietorships and all that. Talk about that topic for them. Enlighten them about that this morning. Okay, so basically, you guys know anytime you work for yourself or you make money for yourself, that's considered self-employment, which is great, guys. But- we must understand that there is a tax due um, on that money that you guys are making, which is referred to as SE or self-employment tax. That rate is at 15.3% of the money made. You guys, that's just to pay the Social Security and the Medicare on that money, okay? That's all that is. You're paying in the Social Security and the Medicare um, on that taxes because unlike a regular, on that money that you made, excuse me, because unlike a regular job, nobody's actually taking that out um, of that money for And you. the RS don't play like that. If you got yours, they want theirs. They theirs, exactly. So on a regular W-2 job, you guys, um, or where you're actually receiving payroll, 7.65% is taken out of your payroll for Social Security and for Medicare. But for the self-employed, we don't have anybody helping us match that. So we have to pay the entire 15.3% 
um, on our own. That's why it's very, very important um, with that child independent care credit that you guys are actually um, understanding what's happening with the individual that you're saying actually watch those kids and the amount of money that you're reporting and their social security number that they actually made because now they're liable for claiming that on their tax return and paying those taxes on that. Furthermore, with self-employment, you guys, there's a lot of changes that have taken place over the last couple of years um, and a lot of things that have happened with the self-employed industry um, that are good and that are bad. So we know as one of the tax credits that we'll actually be looking at starting last year was the 7202 for self-employed individuals, which was what equal. Contents? Now, ahead. you know that we're regular people. Break down what is the 7202. We, you know we, you got to talk to us in none. You got to talk to us in taxpayer terms. Okay, so in taxpayer terms, the 7202 is a COVID relief credit, you guys. It's it's relief um, that is equal to sick and family medical leave act. Okay, so for the self-employed individuals. So if at any point during the year you were quarantined or tested positive for COVID or had to quarantine for COVID and you were unable to go to work or you had to take care of your kids because school was out and you couldn't go to your business and run your business because you had to provide care for your children or you had to provide care for another individual because of school, um, you're actually receiving a credit based on the number of days that you were able to work and the amount of money that you um, actually made as a self-employed individual. Awesome credit, love it to death, but definitely another one you guys want to be careful with claiming, okay? Okay, yes. So I hope you guys got that because a lot of people, yes, I'm so glad that you broke that down because a lot of people have a lot of confusion about self-employment. Like some people think that it's not a thing, but it is actually a thing. You can very much be self-employed. It's all about having your documents together, having your paperwork correct, because like Constance said, one thing, well, actually, I said that the IRS does not play those type of games. If you report that you made 20000 and they know that you made 20000 and they didn't get any money, that's a problem with them. So just make sure you guys take it very serious because it is it is definitely, yeah, they, they keep track on everything. So have your numbers right. Have your documents. Have your proofs and stuff because they will pull and they will do audits. And if they audit you and you can't prove the things that you're saying, baby, that you, you're going to owe them. And they don't play. They will come to your bank. They can take your house. They can take everything. They have the ability to take it if you owe them. So know what you're doing. Yeah, and to elaborate what Antonisa just said, pretty much um, the IRS starting in 2022, I know a lot of individuals have already heard it in 2021, so they're actually assuming it's right now, and it's not necessarily. It's actually starting in 2022, and it will affect what happens on your 2023 tax return. If you're, if you're receiving cash apps, Venmo payments, PayPal payments, anything like that for your business or um, self-employment, even if you're not LLC, you guys, it doesn't matter, or incorporated, it doesn't matter. If you are actually operating a business and you're receiving these payments, these payment processes such as Cash App and things of this nature, they are now being required to issue you a 1099K for every payment that you receive um, or that you send out that's $600 or more. So the IRS is 
um coming up with a way to be able to track how much money you make or so have is that okay okay i'm going to insert a question right there connie so what you're saying that they're going to learn to track is that what the people are talking about when they're saying that be careful with your cash apps is that is that the situation right there is that basically the situation Correct. in professional terms Correct, but because the information was actually released in, tw released in 2021, a lot of people are under the impression that that's now, that they have to actually report the amount of their cash apps and things like that. Now, I will say as a tax professional, you need to be reporting every piece of Penny. income that you make right correctly, um, but they will actually not start doing the 1099K and mandatory reporting until this year which will which you will actually file next year that's why i encourage all my self-employed individuals to get on some type of system such as adp or something that actually runs that payroll or keeps track of the money you're spending so forth and so on and if you need assistance with that victory is more than happy to help you sign up for adp or any other type of payroll processing system that will help you keep track of what you're doing if you're going to do it the way you've been doing it and using cash app and other systems you need to come up with some type of record keeping so that you can keep track of what you're spending and what you're actually receiving in income because it's going to be mandatory that you report that okay that all definitely makes sense i hope everyone understands that Yes, big deals. Okay, so next question I have that I want you to talk to the taxpayers about. Tell them, um, well, us right here, about the American Opportunity Tax Credit, Constance. Okay, so yes, definitely. The American Opportunity Tax Credit, you guys have been around for a very, very long time. Um, it and the Lifetime, lifetime um, Learning Credit, which are the two educational credits. So for anybody who actually was in school, post-secondary education, who has not received um, a graduate degree, you can receive a credit up to $1,000 based on the amount of tuition and other expenses that you actually have towards education um, on your refund. And that is completely refundable. So for college students that are dependent, um, your parents can actually receive that credit for you or whoever claims you. And if you are independent, you can actually receive that credit for yourself. Okay. And in taxpayers' terms, because you guys, Constance is very taxing. So I'm what sorry, she means when she say dependent, she means that if you if you file your own tax return, you are not a dependent. A dependent is if someone claims you on their tax return. Correct. That's right. My apologies. <laughs> I got to break it down for the taxpayers who are listening like, what does that mean? Because that was me at a point. Okay, so talk to us about, because I feel like this is a big one that a lot of our entrepreneurs and things, because talk to us about the PPP and small businesses and how those things will affect a tax for the taxpayers who are still entrepreneurs and taxpayers. Explain how getting the PPP, how should they go about filing? What effect is that going to have on their return? Like, talk to the people. Oh, yes, definitely. So PPP, definitely a big one, right? Yes, and so, yeah, we're back again. Finish telling, well, not finish. Go ahead and tell us about the PPP and small business things. Yeah, definitely. So PPP is definitely a big one, you guys. Like, um, a lot of small business owners were able to obtain the PPP, which means Paycheck Protection Program, right? This was a very good tool for us during some of the harder months and all during the COVID-19 Um pandemic 
and it did allow us to have income and be able to meet our payroll expenses. So now a lot of us are frightened or a lot of people are frightened like, well, how does this affect my taxes? What do I do with this? Because um, I use this money over here and what do I do? So let's go ahead and give you a really simple breakdown and in, in, in the cut clean version of it, okay, you guys? So if you receive a PPP, Paycheck Protection Program loan, from the SBA and it was forgiven, meaning you have gotten it forgiven. You've actually received notification from your uh, lender. Mean, the- meaning it was free, meaning you got free money <laughs> to help you, meaning that you were smart and you used your resources. Okay, go ahead, because this you. So if you totally got that forgiven, you guys, that money is not claimed as income on your tax return. I repeat, that money is not claimed as income. So when you're reconciling your bank accounts, my apologies, when you are actually going through your transactions for the year, the money that you actually receive do not include that as income on your tax return. Because it was forgiven. Right, exactly. So if it was forgiven, you do not owe taxes on that money and you do not have to report those proceeds on your tax return. However, the expenses that you use on your tax return. So this is the great part. This is the gravy, you guys. You can actually take the expenses. So if you use that money to pay payroll or to pay rent, lights, to buy supplies, whatever you use that money for, that was a business related expense, you can still deduct that expense from your self-employed income and therefore reduce your tax liability. Okay. So that's a very, very sweet thing. But remember that is for people who have gotten their PPP loan forgiven. Now we'll drop just a little gem on you guys here. Um, A lot of people think that it was over the SBA up until now is still as of yesterday, you guys, um, was still forgiving people PPP. So a lot of people think, oh my God, I missed the date. No, you guys still try to apply for that forgiveness. There are still people who applied after January the 1st who have still been forgiven. Um, If you had issues getting into your portal, anything like that, hey, give them a call, get that account unlocked and get that loan forgiven. There's no yeah. reason not to have that forgiven. Hey guys, so my bad about that, but okay, yeah, constant. So finish, just finish talking about that. Yeah, so basically we were wrapping up the PPP, guys, just letting you know that there is no reason for that not to be forgiven. If you haven't gotten it forgiven, still attempt to get that forgiven, okay? And as far as tax purposes, just remember that the PPP proceeds that you receive, if forgiven, does not have to be counted as income, meaning you don't have to pay taxes on it. And the expenses that you use for your business can still be deducted. So that is definitely a plus, okay? Okay, you guys, I hope, oh, that was so beautiful, you guys. I feel like we just covered everything that you guys need to know about going, about filing your tax return and doing it right. I hope that you guys really listen. If you guys have any further questions, you can always find Constance on Facebook. Her name is Constance Daniels. You can find her on her Victory Tax pages. She's always reachable and she's very, she's very friendly, you guys. So if you guys have any more questions, I want to have her tag. You guys can find her. So, yeah.
Anything else you would like to add, Chris, before we get up out of here? Um, I will say one more thing regarding the look back method of calculation. You guys, if you've been out of work um, and been on unemployment, first and foremost, let me say, wait on that unemployment. Know that it will not be the first $10,200 will not be um, tax free this year, but make sure you unemployment on your tax return it will hold up your return the irs is catching up on their backed up returns and you don't want to be in that backed up pile because we still have people from last year waiting also on the earned income tax credit if you did not work in 2020 you can still use your 2019 income to file your tax return for oh 2020. my goodness i can't believe i'm <laughs> yes, enlighten them about their earned income credit because you guys, that is a thing. A lot of you guys know I used to do taxes, and that used to be a very big one to the taxpayers. Like, yeah, it's still is. It, it still is. Yeah, definitely. definitely. Um, we de we definitely don't want to leave that one off, right? The earned right. income credit, one of the biggest credits and one of the most common credits known to man. Of course, I know these other credits and what's happening with them becoming refundable is kind of taking the light off of the earned income credit. But guys, the earned income credit is still available for single people without dependence that credit was five hundred and thirty eight dollars it is boosted now to one thousand five hundred and two dollars team no kids there's hope for y'all yeah, team no kids can see over a thousand dollars now so, <laughs> yeah so definitely we definitely want to make sure we put a little emphasis on that and if you did not work do not fright if you worked in 2019 or if you had income in 2019 that was earned income um because remember this is the earned income tax credit so if you have earned, earned income, meaning you have had to work you had yes, to have you a job to you had to have a w-2 and paid in taxes you guys correct definitely but if you had earned income in 2019 you did not work in 2020 or 2021 do not fright you can still file your tax return and you can use the look back method of correct. calculation um, and you will hear a lot of people, I've heard a lot of people say, look, that credit is not a credit, you guys. It's just a method of calculating your earned income credit, okay? So that look back method can be used. Again, of course, you cannot use 2020s income. You have to use 2019 since it's the year that the pandemic actually occurred, okay? Um, other than that, that's pretty much it. If you didn't receive your third stimulus, though, you guys, make sure that you're putting that third stimulus, that recovery rebate credit is available for that $1,400. Oh, okay, because that, hold up one sec. That formulated a question for me. So do does everyone have to wait until they get the paper? Because I heard everyone talking about the IRS sending the papers out with the exact right. amount of stimuluses and the exact amount of child tax credit. Is it important that people have that paper when they get ready to file? Okay, so definitely no tax professional want to ever go against what the IRS is saying, right, you guys? <laughs> right. But, but let me be the one to tell you guys this. You can actually get that detailed information by looking on your Internal Revenue Service account or going through that portal and pulling basically, up the so, payment. So basically, they just need the numbers. You, the they need to know the correct amount that was received. Um, and they need to know what the IRS has on file. So if you miss receiving a month of advanced child tax credit payments or you missed a stimulus payment, but the Internal Revenue Service has on file that that was actually paid out to you, 
and you only put what you receive and they have a different number on file, then that could cause problems on your tax return. So definitely, you guys, you can go to ID.me. Um, you can pull your tax return transcript. You can go through your child tax credit portal. Make sure you're verifying those numbers if you're not waiting on that letter, okay? If you can't get into one of those to verify those numbers and you're not sure what you receive, just do yourself justice and wait on the letter. Okay, so yeah, I definitely think yes, 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 yes. Tax talk. Hope you guys got all of that. Customs have added the last end. So yeah, you guys make sure on the serious side of things, let me be serious. Make sure that you guys really listen to this and take this stuff serious because taxing stuff is serious. You may get away with it one year, but one thing about the IRS, they keep track of these things. That's why they want you to file tax returns. So you may get away with it this year, but you'll have to pay them back three, four years down the line. Definitely, so you guys just definitely. Make sure you take it serious about filing your taxes accurately and leaving no discrepancies for audits yes definitely definitely you guys you want to be careful with what you're putting on those tax returns the irs does not hear i don't know what's on there i'm not the one that prepared it if you go to a tax professional guys when you review your paperwork and you're signing off on your paperwork you're agreeing to everything that's on that paperwork so if somebody's adding some type of credit that you have no knowledge of um, if somebody's putting things on your tax return and you're not aware of it, you guys, we're tax professionals. No, we're not cheap. Yes, we do come with a price, but it's our solemn duty to explain to you what's on your return. So if you're dealing with a professional that cannot explain to you what's on your return, my suggestion is whether it's Victory or somebody else, find you someone else and get you someone that can actually help you to understand or has the time to help you understand what's on your tax return so that you know what you're sending to the Internal Revenue Service, okay? Once again, my name is Constance with Victory Financial Services. We have five locations to better serve you, and we also have a remote service, so you can always just call the 1-800 number no matter where you live, okay? It's been a blessing speaking with all you guys, and as Tanisha had said, if you have any other other questions or concerns, you can find us on Facebook at Victory Financial Services. Um, we have a page there. You can find us on our website at victory-tax.com, or you can call us at 833-521-5787. Yes. Okay. Boss gang, thank you. We out.